What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo, brought to you by Thin Man Brewery. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, we get to start off today's episode with a little bit of Sabres news. As the Sabres signed forward Victor Nuchev to an entry-level contract, Nuchev, of course, was the Sabres' third-round pick in last year's draft, and now he is headed to Rochester next season. And what may be the first of a couple more of the Russian prospects coming over as the Sabres are now waiting to hear word on if they are going to sign Nikita Novikov as well. So I, I think this is a really interesting prospect being thrown into the mix here, Taylor. There were there was a lot of chatter uh, at the draft last year after the Sabres selected Nuchev that he was he fell to them pretty much that he was a guy that in a few uh, there were several people who had him at a second round grade. It's a welcome addition to the Rochester Americans and a Rochester team that is seemingly going to be very exciting next year. So what are your thoughts on the signing of Nuchev and, you know, integrating a little bit more young talent into that forward group in Rochester? Well, it's good that we continue to see guys at the very least who are not taken in the first round coming here that are, you know, they're actually succeeding a little bit and then coming to Rochester and being part of this and at least giving themselves the opportunity to potentially be NHL contributors someday. He obviously is a long way off. Like you mentioned, he was uh, the 74th overall pick. So not quite a, a top, top level prospect, but he's a relatively small fella. Um, you can tell by, if you, if you saw any of the highlights people posted on Twitter or just the fact that he's listed on 165 pounds and at 5'11", he's a, so he's a small fast winger. Uh, I'm interested in the fact that his age 19 season, he actually played a full year in the KHL and like play played, not like, you know, was around. It's impressive. Like in the press box and stuff. So that's, it's something he obviously wasn't any kind of star or anything like that at the KHL, but he was also only 19. So I guess we'll see what he does at the AHL level. I would say to Sabres fans, I wouldn't expect to see him in Buffalo, even if things go well anytime soon, like in the next two years. But if things do go well, maybe at some point he's in the AHL in a few years. Or I guess more realistically, maybe one of him, Poltipov, Kisikov, um, Novikov, one of these guys, Rosine, one of them is an NHL level player someday. That's what you really want. You want a couple of the guys you draft. Like you don't expect to draft seven NHL contributors every year. Uh, but right, yeah. So that's it's all that's all positive news to me. And still no word on Ryan Johnson. <laughs> I mean, what do you uh, have to make? Of, what do you make of this, Taylor? So obviously, as we all know, everybody, Ryan Johnson, former first round draft pick of the Sabers. Entering into what will be his senior year, technically, at Minnesota, but the Sabres' rights... His super senior year. Super senior year, but the Sabres' rights to him as a prospect end if he does not sign going into this offseason. So he would be able to walk straight to UFA after, well, technically after July 1st, if I'm not mistaken. So there... I thought it was August 15th. Is it August 15th? Okay, yeah, but if he goes back to school, he'll be a UFA. Correct. July first, twenty twenty four. Right. Or whenever, right? Can he just leave school at that point? It's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. We're gonna have to look into that a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it's, really, why not? it's a weird situation here because we've talked about this a few times. That so Johnson even in development camp was kind of like wishy-washy even before going into his, this most recent season in Minnesota about signing with the Sabres. Like there was a little bit of a question mark 
about like, oh, is this guy actually going to sign? Because what we were getting for a while was that it felt like he was not going to. Then it felt like things were trending in a positive direction. And still, as it stands now, he has not signed, which is a bit puzzling because, as you have correctly pointed out multiple times, the guy is losing out on a lot of money by not doing so. So, I mean, what do you make of this, Taylor? Do you feel as though there's still maybe a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel here and the Sabres can find their way into signing Johnson to an entry-level contract? Or alternatively, do you think that he ends up walking his way to free agency, which we can also say too, if he ends up doing that, since he is a first-round pick, the Sabres will get a second-round compensatory draft pick in next year's draft, so the 2024 draft, I believe. So what are your thoughts, Taylor? Yeah, I think it's extra weird because – Okay, he didn't. He wanted to go back to school after last year, but he never made that an official announcement. Like after last season, people were saying like, "Oh, maybe Ryan Johnson signs." It was a a point of interest. I think for a late first round pick, three years of college would normally seem like that the ideal amount, and then you would come to the AHL or NHL, depending on what level you were at. You know, coming out of college. But I guess I would sympathetic to the argument that COVID kind of messed things up for him and everyone else. Sorry, you wanted that fourth year of college. And I would even understand the fact if he was like, you know what, I don't want to play in Buffalo for a reason X. Like, whatever. At that point, you would just announce it. But he didn't announce last year. He didn't announce he was going back to school, which is a real announcement to make. It's a, it's a real thing. Like, it's it was a decision you had to make. It wasn't just like one of us going back to school for our senior year. But he made that decision privately and then just hoped everyone would assume that <laughs> we knew. Like, oh, we'll just, just assume that uh, he's going back, I guess. And then this year, he doesn't do anything at the college level that blows you away, but would still be uh, – the Sabres are still interested in him as a prospect. And he he doesn't sign yet. It's May 3rd. His season ended almost two months ago. Not only is he not signed, he hasn't said, like, oh, I'm, I'm actually just going to do the free agency thing. And so for those that are unfamiliar, if you go to college, because that's one of the many routes you can take, uh, you can just kind of hang around until four years after you're drafted, which is, you know, your normal college time. And then – you don't get to be a free agent on July 1st. You get to be one on August 15th, which is what Jimmy VC did way back in, what, seven years ago. Uh, I, I believe it's been done besides that. But I guess uh, what, what I'm saying uh, with, with him is he hasn't made it clear that he's going to do that or wants to do that. So now at this point, I don't know what the hangup is. Like there's a rookie salary cap that he's bound by. He's going to probably have the same entry-level deal as anyone that would be in his position would have. So what's going on here? It's it's so weird. It's, hell it's, been, I know. it's really strung along. I, I, I can't imagine what the holdup is. If the holdup is whether he starts in the AHL or NHL, who is just offering Ryan Johnson a guaranteed NHL job next year? Nobody. Nobody is. And also, I have to say, I object with one of the things you said, because if I remember correctly – when you were going into your senior year at Bonnie's, you actually did make an announcement in the style of Kevin Durant in his My Next Chapter uh, magazine spread, and it was your own version of it. And uh, I, I remember it very clearly. Yeah, I he copied that from me, by the way. I have it framed in my bedroom. Ah. Mm. And what was my next chapter going to be? Returning to Bonnie's for your senior year. Just to do oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did make that announcement. That's mm-hmm. true. I made it on Instagram, though. They wouldn't let me put it in uh, Players' Tribune because of the bullshit reason that the Players' Tribune didn't exist yet. But anyway, back to Ryan Johnson. Figure it out, man, like for your own sake. <laughs> Don't you want to do know what you're doing next year? Like if, you, if you're going to be playing in uh, Grand Rapids or wherever, <laughs> don't you want to know that? 
I don't know. I would think. Yeah, very strange situation. So what's going on? What else is going on? We're still like six weeks until the draft and two months till free agency. Uh, well, not really much in the world of the Sabres at this current moment. I mean, it's going to depend on, like we said, if we get any more of these unsigned draft picks into the mix here. So we'll see on that over the coming weeks. We have the draft lottery coming up on Monday. So we'll see how far up, if at all, the Sabres are able to move and then who is going to end up winning that illustrious first overall pick to draft Connor Bedard. But we're into the second round of the playoffs, Taylor. And the Florida Panthers have taken a one to nothing lead over the Toronto Maple Leafs in their Eastern Conference semifinal series. What are your thoughts on that series and how the two teams match up? Wow. Well, <laughs> so weird. I, I don't really don't know what to make of Florida. Like we've said before, we don't we didn't 100% understand why Florida was as bad as they were this year. Sure, some goaltending and some Paul Maurice, but they were a 127 point team last year, something like that. Like they dropped by 30 something points, even though they traded Huberto for Matthew Kachuk. Like that's weird. It's a bizarre thing to have happened to drop that much. And now they look a little bit closer to the, the president's trophy level team, but still, I don't know if you can trust their goaltending. Uh, Toronto, on the other hand, I don't, I mean, they really hate game ones. <laughs> I don't really know what's going on with that, but they, they got spanked by, Tampa, obviously, and then look all that great yesterday. Didn't look all that potent offensively, which I guess is a whole weird thing with them. They haven't actually even scored that much this year compared to, I mean, I think they've scored less in Florida. They certainly scored less than the Sabres and, and Bruins and a few other teams. But yeah, I, honestly, I think looking at Florida, it's so weird. And it's going to be extra weird when this comes out of my mouth. Besides the fact that it looks like Kachuk is actually the best player on the ice, besides the fact that they kind of their their lines are kind of clicking and they look dangerous offensively again, and that their goaltending is holding up as at least average, man, they're they have the reincarnation of Bobby Orr at defense right now with Brandon Montour. Unbelievable! I'm, Six I'm, goals. I got mad enough about this last episode, so I'll let you talk about Brandon Montour now. Uh, I wish I saved the graphic. There was a graphic of uh, all the guys who have six goals in their first eight playoff games in NHL history. <laughs> and it's all the defensemen, I should say. Obviously, a lot of forwards have done that. But the defensemen list is ridiculous. It's all like Bobby Orr, Paul Coffey, Al McInnes, Brian Leach, Newsy Lalonde. And then it's just like him. He's right there with all those guys. It's ridiculous. He was huge in game seven when they beat Boston on Monday, and he scored again. It's ridiculous. But, yeah, it's – what a weird thing to have happen. I know he was definitely better uh, – he was definitely utilized wrong in Buffalo, and he was better than he appeared because of that. But I don't, I don't think anyone thought he was going to be like this level good, including Florida. Good for him, I guess. Okay, I know. I mean, he just – completely has blown up with them over these last couple of seasons, really this year specifically. And it's, I mean, good for him. He's a good player. He had, you know, a lot of the traits, but obviously here he couldn't really put it together. And a lot that is in large part due to Ralph Kruger, who again, for several reasons should be tried for war crimes, if we're being completely honest, but it's going to be a really interesting series. And it's going to be particularly interesting for me to see how Sergei Bobrovsky is going to be able to hold up because as we've seen with him over these past couple of years, he has been 
all over the place when it comes to his play. He has been wildly inconsistent. There's moments where it's like, wow, this is like Columbus Bobrovsky right now. And then there's other moments where it's like, oh my God, they have all of this money dumped into this guy who is absolutely horrible and old. But we will have to see how the series progresses from there. Let's talk about what's going on out West right now, Taylor. And that would be a little matchup between the first and second overall picks from the 2015 draft and Connor McDavid versus Jack Eichel. That series getting underway tonight on Wednesday. Taylor, this seems like it's maybe the most interesting series of all of the conference semifinal matchups, at least in my opinion, I think it is. What do you make of this series? Who do you eventually end up things coming out or who do you think eventually comes out on top? I... I think a similar thing about this series as I do for a lot of what's going on in the playoffs right now, which is that like, wow, do we trust that goalie? So we just said that with Bobrovsky, right? It's weird because the goalie on the other side is Ilya Samsonov, who's had a nice year, but he's one of the most trusted goalies left in the playoffs. So looking at the Oilers Golden Knights series, Stuart Skinner, technically a rookie this year and not really all that highly touted of one coming into this year. Now he wasn't some big prospect or whatever. He just, he really wouldn't be starting if Jack Campbell was even okay. And then Golden, the Golden Knights, as we mentioned before, they're basically on their fifth goalie. They don't want to be starting Laurent Versois. They have to. They literally have to. Like, there's nothing that can be done about it. The Devils are starting Akira Schmid because their goalies were so terrible this year. The Hurricanes, I mean, their goaltending's fine, I guess I would say. No problem with their goaltending, but nothing spectacular. What a, what a weird uh what a weird weird little universe we're in right now because then you have you also have Philip yeah so it, this is one of the worst slate of eight goaltenders I think uh I've ever seen in the second round and that's part of how I feel about going into this Golden Knights Oilers series it's like really one of these guys could falter and it would be the least surprising thing of all time is there even an argument to be made for anybody being the best goalie left in the playoffs aside from Jake Ottinger? You would have to say it's Anderson, right? Would you? The, I mean, I, you kind of have to. Or are you going to say it's Ilya Samsonov? I mean, I think it's. I, I don't think anybody is. I think Ottinger's the best goalie left. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's a hundred percent Ottinger. I thought you meant for second place. Well, they, yeah. I mean, nobody's been better. But I mean, second is you think? Yeah, probably Anderson slash Anti Ranta. I mean, like, yeah. It's ugh. it's bleak, man. Like. I don't know. It's wild. But yeah, looking at that that series, it's interesting because it. I don't think people, it originally clicked for people as a McDavid-Eichel series, which is for good reason, because Eichel isn't really as much of a star right now. It's he, He's been much better in the second half of this year. Maybe he's actually healthy after his uh, many ailments. But the Golden Knights still feel like the Golden Knights. Sounds like a stupid thing to say, but they felt like a pretty similar team since 2018, kind of, even though they've turned over almost the entire roster and they've turned over their coach and I think their GM in that time. They just, things are not that different, I guess I would say. They just, they have a style. They, it's it's not, I wouldn't say quite dull, but they kind of suffocate you defensively. They take a lot of shots, although they don't, they don't always have the most high danger chances. Eichel probably helps with that and so does Stone. And then the Oilers, wow. What a what a first round they had. McDavid, uh, at even strength, was almost a little bit stymied, I would say, as much as you can stymie McDavid. Dreisel stepped up, but everyone else stepped up too. 
They're really yeah. good series by them, especially with how they rebounded. They look like a real hockey team and not I'm just telling you. I think this McDavid is the year they do it. I think it might be too. And I think this is like a six or seven game series uh, that they end up winning. But mostly because I really, even though I don't love Stuart Skinner, man, how much am I supposed to trust this Brassois fellow? But anyway, yeah. I would also like to mention that since the last time we talked, the Devils won their game seven. Lindy! That's right, Lindy's Lindy. first ever game seven win. And somebody pointed out on Twitter, I retweeted it. I forgot who it was. I'll have to go back and find it. But Lindy has now won a playoff series in four different decades. That's wild. Probably four different decades. You go, Lindy. That. Yeah, it's got to be a short list, right? I don't even... Like Bowman. I was going to say Bowman, maybe, and then... Bowman, definitely, yeah. Bowman's probably Bowman's five decades, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh besides that i don't know it might be those two ted That's nolan right just about ted nolan <laughs> ted nolan uh won games in three different decades he he was a hockey coach in three different decades true ted nolan also is, has the only savers game seven whenever i was informed this week moving on <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so congrats to Lindy, uh, the Rangers. Maybe next episode we'll talk about all the teams that are out of the yes. playoffs, their futures, because the Rangers, whew, take a look at their cat friendly. You should, you should bring up the point that you texted me earlier. Okay, so Igor Shesterkin has one year left on his deal, and they're going to resign him. I'm almost sure of that, and I think you all are sure of that too, probably. I think he's going to get like $10 million. I think that's fair as a AAV. Like let's say he gets an eight year, $80 million deal. I think everyone would think that would be a fair deal for both sides. Unless you like something terrible happens to him next year. I think that's a great deal for them actually, which means that in 2025, they will have $68 million dedicated to nine guys. Woo. Roughly $68 million. Do you, th- does Kane resign there or Tarasenko? Can, can they resign him? Can they resign either of those guys? I don't know, man. I mean, good thing that Kako and Lafreniere don't deserve money because they wouldn't be able to sign both of them. Mm-hmm. They re-signed Heedle recently, and, I mean, Fox makes all that money. God, it's, it's, and the other New York team is really not better off in that regard. The other New York team, at least the Rangers have a bunch of pretty good players signed to that money. And, like, the Islanders, good Lord. Do yourself a favor and look at the, the weird bullshit contracts they have. No, you might be surprised <laughs> to see Josh Bailey's name. Anyway, um, no way he's an Islander next year. There's absolutely no way they got to move on from him. I'm sure. Yeah, but anyway, we'll we'll talk more about that in a, in a future episode. But good for good for our friends, the Devils. Who do you think Who, wins that series, Taylor? The Devils. Let's go! Wow, love to see it. Yeah, I think Carolina has this problem where I think they're just rather than being a great team, they're just a very efficient team. Uh, and they play smart. They play to the, the numbers, the advantages. They like, they're run by smart people, but they're very boring to say nothing about how lame they are. This is not like, look at this roster and tell me it's a Stanley cup roster. Tell me that they have a Stanley cup winning one C or one D who they don't wait, who doesn't have the one D well, okay. No, you know what? They don't. What? Okay, they do. I was going to say, Olimata is their one D. They fine. They do whatever, but they don't have the forward group that wins a Stanley Cup. 
No. And what happens is they, in the regular season, over the course of the regular season, they're very efficient. They're better than most teams. They beat teams that are worse than them. They grind down on good teams when good teams, you know, they, they show up more than a lot of teams, I would say. But, and they have decent goaltending. But when it gets to the playoffs and it's like you have to go up a level, basically, they don't have that other level is what I think. And that's why they almost always lose in the second round. And I think that's going to happen again also in six or seven games. The Devils look so – I know the Devils look so bad in the first two games of their series. They look so good after that. In game seven, they looked awesome. They're so fast. They're not too young, but they're obviously still fast and full of, like, you know, youth, whatever. And Jack Hughes is the – even if they don't win the Cup this year, Jack Hughes is the kind of guy you can win the Stanley Cup as your your best – uh center and i don't know how long it's gonna last these things don't last forever schmidt has been really good <laughs> yeah like a few games what a shock man yeah we'll see how long that lasts but honestly if he if that wears off they easily could lose to the hurricanes yeah that's a dangerous one but we will see though i think that new jersey is going to keep it rolling too i i think like you said for all the reasons you mentioned there they're a really good team and you just again, they were able to do what they did without. Didn't what did uh did Timo Meyer not even score a goal in the last series, and they still were able to win, right? Or an even strength goal or something, right. I believe. And he's playing allegedly after the big hit he took. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. It's going to be really exciting. Hey, in the meantime, though, do we want to hear a word from our sponsors? We sure do, folks. So our first sponsor. DraftKings Sportsbook. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. So you guys are listening to this on a Thursday, hopefully. Well, DraftKings has some interesting odds for tonight's games, uh, one of which I think you might be interested in is the Florida versus Toronto game. They have Florida as one-and-a-half goal favorites. That's or, Sorry, they have Toronto as one-and-a-half goal favorites at home. That's interesting. Home team that lost game one. I, I guess I see their logic there. Toronto's getting more of the money on their side. So maybe you want to fuck that trend. I'm not telling you what to do either way. But over under six and a half goals. That's interesting. Very interesting. I'll look at uh, maybe some of their recent games and see see if you can't find uh, an advantage there. But anyway, that's DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Sign up with code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. And new customers can make a $5 Hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for, de- for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. And folks, we also have our next sponsor, who if you didn't hear on Monday is back. It's Raycon. So let's face it, folks. Coffee starting at $5, even without any customizations. Our bank account somehow always depleting we're officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or a dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you should definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. So folks, we all want to spend less money. Maybe you want to spend more money 
uh, buying your mom a nice Mother's Day gift next week. Or maybe you're friends with a Taurus birthday person and uh, you got to buy something for them for their birthday. I got a lot of friends like that. So maybe you go out for dinner, drinks, whatever. You got to buy new stuff. Folks, what you shouldn't spend a lot of money on, you should spend money on your friends and your family. What you shouldn't spend your money on is headphones that are too expensive. Instead, Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have easy and free return guarantee, two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. And they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Plus, they come with such tremendous features as customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear call quality, water and sweat resistance, and eight hours of playtime. So go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. And the next sponsor, our good friends at Thin Man Brewery. And Thin Man's got some interesting stuff going on. We mentioned Lager Jam coming up this Saturday. Well, just in time for that, they have a new Pilsner called Weird Shaped Football. This is a New Zealand Pilsner. Uh, it's brewed in tribute to three things that Thin Man loves, drinkable Pilsners, fruity hops from down under, and rugby. Hence the name Weird Shaped Football. Pilsner's pour is golden, like a glass of Mott's, shout out apple juice, and his aromas of salt, lemon zest, mango, and pear. Very interesting. Lime and tropical fruit flavors are plenty. So that's a 4.6% Pilsner. It's available, and you can get it at Thin Man. You can also get it at Logger Jam. This Saturday, tickets are available at thinmanbrewery.com, and you know tickets are going quick, so be sure to, to check that out. And of course, if you're not familiar with Lager Jam, like I said, it's upcoming this Saturday. It's noon to 7 p.m. It's at the Elmwood location. Nine breweries, 14 lagers, merch drop, a set by DJ Lil Gabby. That sounds interesting. And just 20 bucks gets you a Thin Man Stein, your first pour, and then after that you get $5 lagers, $2 thin tubes, discount and merchandise. So again, get those tickets at thinmanbrewery.com. And also uh, pick up some American Lemieux at Thin, One, thin Man Elmwood. Chandler and some stores. Taylor, I don't know if you heard the news about that. Uh, I, I actually saw today on uh, on the news and in, in the newspaper that they actually are replacing the water in Niagara Falls with American Lemieux. Wow, long overdue. <laughs> Agreed. Our long national nightmare is now over. Well, do you have any other thoughts you'd like to share, Taylor, before we sign off for the day? No, I'll just uh, just quickly like. The rest of the playoffs, uh, we'll probably have thoughts, I would say, coming up on the Monday episode, maybe about some so what some other teams should be up to or what, what their future looks like, why the Sabres' future is better than their future, uh, why Tage is better than their best player. More thoughts, you know, on that and the teams have been eliminated, but no one will be eliminated by the time we talk again. So it'll just be those same eight teams. Luckily. Cool. All right. We're well, I'm looking forward teams. to diving into that and talking about what's wrong with everyone else and why we are perfect and wonderful and are going to make the playoffs next year. Sounds great. Yeah. And I have a recommendation for the people. Evil Dead Rise. Pretty spooky. I give that okay. a, a, the rating of pretty spooky. 
pretty spooky. We'll take that. All right. That's pretty good from uh, based on your standards. Yeah. Mm. All right. We'll take it, folks. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both presenters of this podcast on their respective websites, whatever streaming platform you're currently using to listen to this episode. Make sure you're checking out all of our fellow shows, but not before you head over to Straight Up Sabres and make sure you are following and or subscribe to us. And while you're at it, leave us a nice little rating or review. We would very, very much appreciate it. Also, you could find both the presenters of this podcast, the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo on social social media facebook twitter and instagram where you can also find us straight up sabers last but not least our wonderful sponsors that we love so very much first of course we have DraftKings. make sure you're using that promo code thpn at checkout to take advantage of great deals same way check out raycon pick up your new audio device whether it's speakers whether it's headphones whatever it may be Head over there, check it out, use the promo, take advantage of the great deal there. And of course, Thin Man Brewery, make sure you're going and you're picking up American Lemieux and you're checking out Thin Man for all of the great events that they have coming up this week, this weekend, and throughout the rest of the summer. We'll be back with a brand new episode on Monday, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been Straight Up Sabres. Sabres.